It's your daily dose of all things Gamecocks on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Here's J.C. Sherbert. Defensive backs. You know, South Carolina, for a long time, uh, it seems like under Will Muschamp and probably towards the end of the Spurrier era as well, has really struggled back here to find quality depth. They seem to be perpetually young. Um, You have some guys that just haven't worked out over the years. Transfers uh, included with the freshmen that they've brought in. Um, But you kind of started to see that turn with the 2018 class, J.C. Horn, Izzy McQuamu, and then in 2019 they added a a Jamie Robinson to the mix. Uh, R.J. Roderick was part of that 2018 class. You know, so they, they really are starting to have some upperclassmen. And when you sort of look at what this staff was able to accomplish with uh, two players they inherited, Chris Lamonds and Rashad Fenton, who were both on the Super Bowl-winning Kansas City Chiefs roster, and Fenton got to play a whole lot, um, you know, the, I, I think that their development speaks for themselves. Uh, I think those two guys were uh, two guys that had a lot of potential out of South Florida. Uh, and the new staff coming in really helped them get there uh, individually. I know Fenton and Lamont's both didn't always play well, or the secondaries they were in didn't always play well. But I think that you know individually they got developed fine, and you know I think that uh, what they've accomplished playing at the next level you know speaks for itself. Um, so last cycle you brought in Cameron Smith. The Gamecocks brought in Cameron Smith, high four, low five star by some. Uh, had to redshirt, had to put on the strength. That was a concern uh, with him coming in. Heard good reports about his ability um, all during his freshman year, and he's back as a redshirt freshman. Uh, Johnny Dixon got some snaps actually earlier than Cameron Smith did and, and actually started early in the season a bit. Um, and so you got him there, and, and I think that when you're looking at it, you know, ideally for the Gamecocks, you know, you can move Izzy McQuamu to safety uh, and kind of plug a hole there uh, if Cameron Smith or Johnny Dixon or, or one of these other guys uh, can step in and, and win the job or provide depth. They're still kind of thin at corner, so I don't know that for sure. But uh, you kind of look at it and, you know, you can kind of see the pieces in place. Now, the guys that are coming in for the 2020 class, which is primarily what we're going to break down. We're going to break down every position uh, here today on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. So I just want to tell you, we'll, we'll keep it coming like coffee, <laughs> like an Independence Day when Randy Quaid had to sober up and go fight the aliens. He, you know, he looked at his son who brought him some coffee. He's like, keep it coming. That's what we're going to do on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast today. Um, so, so looking at it, you know, this is a group that I think, you know, some guys are projected at corner, some guys are projected at safety. You know, they're all signed right now. Uh, two of them are in, Dominic Hill out of Orlando, Florida, O'Donnell Fortune out of Sumter. Um, they could go a number of directions. You know, Hill's projected as a corner per 24-7 sports, Fortune to safety. I don't know that they could both not end up at safety. Uh, they're taller, thicker kids. You know, Fortune has to put on weight sort of like Smith did. I think Hill does, too. He's a little slight. Uh, but both can run and both can play some football. Uh, O'Donnell Fortune was a guy that uh, Virginia offered really early out of Sumter High School, came to camp, and the Gamecocks, uh, as Will Muschamp said, he earned his offer that day. Uh, he quickly committed to South Carolina. as one of those in-state kids that, that really had a good senior year. Uh, and really could be a good football player. Hill, 
you know, committed somewhat early, had some connections to Will Muschamp and, and the staff. You know, Texas snuff, sniffed around a little bit. Oklahoma actually had him out on a visit. Um, but he's from Orlando, Florida, Jones High School, uh, and, and is fast. You know, he's a guy, that's a track guy, uh, a fast player. Those guys are already there. You know, between the two, I couldn't tell you right now without them going through spring practice to say, you know, who would be the better of the two. You know, Hill is listed about 16 pounds heavier than Fortune, so I would imagine maybe he would get first crack, uh, depending on how workouts are going. But, um, you know, I think those guys equally have a chance to play next year, probably on special teams. But, you know, as I said at the outset, this defensive back group really needs some – they continue to have to add depth because of some of the misses in the classes. And, you know, you always have injuries back there. You know, Jalen Dickerson's a player that continues to struggle with injuries um, but uh, could be back, and certainly his ability uh, is not in question. You know, he's just missed so much time, you know, so you, you don't want to, like, pencil him in anywhere. Um, and I mentioned Jamie Robinson. I thought Jamie Robinson had a freshman all-SEC type of year. Uh, without, you know, looking at the team and saying, well, these these guys, you know, weren't as good or were as good. You know, I'm not getting into comparisons here, but, you know, you look at some of the games he played, especially Georgia, um, where he really started coming into his own as a nickel. Uh, I didn't think he was a problem on the back end um, when the Gamecocks were giving things up. I mean, just like anybody, he's going to get beat from time to time. <laughs> uh, but he uh, he played very well. I thought as a true freshman, I thought J.C. Horn, you know, when you really look at it, nobody really challenged him a whole lot. He had good coverage. You know, McQuamu had the big three-interception game against UGA. They kept trying to pick on him, probably rightfully so, because other teams did. Um, And like I said, I I don't know that he's not a safety. Uh, When you really break it down, if some of these other guys can come on, you could move him to safety. And, you know, I think his length and ability back there – would probably be a welcome development uh, for Will Muschamp, Tavares Robinson, Kyle Krantz, who's going to be coaching the defensive backs. Uh, and that's another thing about this group, too. Tavares Robinson and Kyle Krantz now have the secondary. Will Muschamp's switching to linebackers. He won't be coaching the safeties anymore this coming season. So lots to kind of determine you know, about where all the pieces fit. Uh, Hill and Fortune uh, being – part of the team now and going through spring practice obviously we'll get you know first crack at it you know I think Dominic Hill is one of those players from Florida that you look at and people ask me all the time you know why are the big three in Florida not the big three in Florida anymore specifically FSU and Miami who are kind of in a downward spiral Um, or, or I'm saying I don't want to say downward spiral. They've had a lot of transition. You know, Miami hired Mark Rick. Mark Rick hangs it up after three years. Uh, Manny Diaz comes in. I think he's got a ways to go, honestly, uh, to be a good head coach. I I think that, you know, he probably made a smart move hiring Rhett Lashley, if Rhett Lashley can run what he ran at SMU down there. And they did get the quarterback from Houston, De'Eric King. Um who could probably make some things happen in that system. And so if they can fix that, I think Miami could get back, especially in the coastal. Uh, but but you look at those schools, and then you look at a program like UCF. Now, I'm not saying UCF has as much talent as Florida State or Miami. That's not what I'm saying. 
What I am saying, though, is it's debatable when you break it down. And, you know, they don't they don't all play each other or anything. But when you sort of look at it, Dominic Hill's the type of guy that used to head to Florida State or Miami or Florida uh, that they've kind of been overlooking because I, I believe those programs, because they, they've been popular in the past and because they still get everybody's attention because kids from outside of Florida always want to go to Florida, you know, they maybe get a little greedy and stargazing. Um, and then you miss a guy like Dominic Hill, who's, you know, six feet tall, 190 pounds, and can fly right there in Orlando, you know. Um, and that's the type of kid UCF has made a living on over the years. And you watch with Jeff Scott now at USF, um, and I say that, but I also said Skip Holtz and Charlie Strong would do well at USF, and they didn't, so maybe Jeff Scott won't. But um, I'm thinking that's the type of kid you got to build that program with as well. And until Florida State and Miami – you know, just decide, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this again, and we're gonna kind of reevaluate the state and start evaluating it well. You know, there, there's all kinds of guys in Florida like this you can go get. I think Johnny Dixon from the last class uh, could end up being another example of that. So, you know, good pickup in Hill. You know, I mentioned Fortune had the Virginia offer. I watched him around this time last year on film. You know, thought he moved well. The, the thing of it was was that there just wasn't a lot as a cornerback. There wasn't a lot of uh, teams kind of testing him. Uh, and so they had to get him into camp and kind of see if he could run and all that. But really good pickup. Really good pickup from the Sumter Gamecocks uh, with O'Donnell Fortune. So, I, I, you know, that was a good pick. Uh, you know, the Gamecocks now have Tyreek Johnson from the Sumter area. Now O'Donnell Fortune from Sumter High School. And then there's Justice Boone in the 2020 class, big defensive lineman out of Sumter. So, you know, Sumter's a place South Carolina should always recruit well. And uh, I think with Fortune checking out at camp, it was sort of a no-brainer. One guy that's signed that's not in yet, Joey Hunter out of Sandy Creek High School in Tyrone, Georgia. You know, some say he's the most underrated defensive back in the state of Georgia. Um, he was the 68th ranked overall prospect in that state, uh, 49th at corner. Uh, you know, he's 200 pounds already almost, a thicker kid. Uh, I could see him at safety or even a nickel. But he's really, really good, according to a lot of people that kind of watch this sort of thing down in the state of Georgia. Um, Texas A&M looked like where he was headed. And then for some reason, A&M backed off and, and went on this other kid from Maryland. Uh, there's plenty of defensive backs in Texas, so they're probably out there splitting hairs or whatever, But and that's fine. Um, and so he ended up signing with the Gamecocks. And uh, one of two guys running back, Rashad Amos, also is from Sandy Creek. I think Joey Hunter is one of those guys that has a chance to be good. Um if the, the the talk about him being as good as people thought, those that have seen him in person, um, if he's that good, you know, because a lot of it was at camp, a lot of it was seven on seven, which is a good place to evaluate a DB for coverage skills and all that. But you know, when you get the pads on, you never know. Um, so Hunter will be in the summer, uh, and I think that's another quality pickup. Uh, you know, when you look at all these guys, they're all bigger guys. Um, you know, like I said, I think some will end up at safety, if not all of them, depending on what happens at corner. Although the Gamecocks are still sort of thin at corner, so you'd think one of them would probably be a corner. Uh, and we'll just have to see. Of those, 
you know, my guess would be, I don't know, I don't even want to guess because I could see it all going either way. I could see Hill, Hunter at safety or corner or at safety and then fortunate corner, vice versa. Uh, a lot of those things just depend. And, and look, I, I want to say this too before we get off about the DBs is that a lot of people are frustrated when, you know, you've got guys that are projected at a certain position by 24-7 sports or rivals or whoever and ranked at a position, you know, I think the the, the feeling is, oh, well, that's what they are. And, and, oh, well, they're moving corners to safety, and that's why the safeties are bad. There's tons of guys. I mean, and, and I'm going to tell you this because I did this for 10 years, projecting these guys at the different DB positions. There's a lot of guys that, that you project at corner that end up being safeties. And then it's, it's, more, it's more rare to go from safety to corner um, and be successful. But, but that could happen, too. I'll, I'll remind you, Stephon Gilmore, the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year this year for the New England Patriots and South Carolina graduate, there were some in the recruiting industry when he came out that projected him as a safety. And look, Stephon Gilmore would have been a terrific safety. But he was more rare at corner and, quite frankly, really, really good. Um, and continues to get better uh, in the NFL. Um, you know, Antonio Allen, who played spur for South Carolina, played corner in the NFL. Uh, and then the, my, my classic example, personal example, is Eric Berry, we ranked him the number three player in the country and projected him at corner, and he would have been a great corner, but he went to Tennessee and played safety. And then one was one of the best safeties in the NFL. So – that those positions go back and forth. I think what you want to avoid, and, and why I think Gamecock fans kind of raise a red flag at it, and I think sometimes people get confused, is that you, what you want to avoid is some of the guys that you know you bring in, or maybe the previous staff brought in, you know, because they were maybe trying to find the next Stephon Gilmore, but those guys are safeties because they're they're not fast and they don't have the hips to play corner. And that's when you get burnt is when you're constantly trying to go size over speed and flexibility and athleticism. You can't do that. I mean, you need size. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, an inch or two when you can't run uh, in this league and with the direction this league is going and then you got Clemson on the schedule every year. You're dead. You're dead in the water. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't mind taking guys that project at corner that are bigger uh, and you end up sliding them to safety if they aren't, you know, quite the skill set to play safety, but they, I mean, to play corner, but they can play safety. I think corner's the spot where you've got to really sort of, you know, if you play big guys, you got to make sure they can run. And, and it's great, you know. It's, 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 I think it's great. Ideally, I, I understand the idea of playing with bigger corners and you know safeties, maybe not so much. Uh, I understand that concept and I agree with it. But you got to be able to run. So if you're six four and you want to be a corner, you better be able to run. <laughs> and uh, in my opinion, um, and so these guys are all bigger guys. Uh, I think they all can run. We've got some testing times on Fortune and Hill that are outstanding. Uh, sub four five, um, hips wise they look good, but you you never really know with hips. Sometimes it's like, you know, you, you look and it's you know it's it's high school ball, and then maybe they're not. They're they're maybe a tick slow in that department when they get to college. Uh, Hunter, I know from scouting seven on sevens and stuff like that, that, that he does have hips. He's a hip guy, 
Um, and a hip guy. That's kind of what, what is that fashionable? Is he fashionable? No. Um, so we'll see. We'll see kind of what happens there. You know, three three-star guys, those of you that don't like three-stars, <laughs> here's three stars. I, You know, looking at their measurables, I would not call them get-you-fired three stars. I think they all have pretty good potential. Uh, keep in mind Jamie Robinson, who I praised at the outset, was a three-star. Izzy McQuamu is a three-star. R.J. Roddick's a three-star. Johnny Dixon was a three-star. Um, DB is one of those spots where – if you get past the best of the best in the country, and many times those guys get beat when they're facing good receivers these days, um, you know, you just have to make sure you're signing the right guys, you know, that are rated 400 to 1,000 overall. And these guys fall in that category. If you're looking at the top 1,000, 166th, Fortune 748th, Hill 739. I think Hill is too low. I think that's a guy that the Florida schools missed on. That's just my prediction, but uh, you got to make predictions sometimes in in uh, in this business. So anyway, defensive backs class of twenty twenty Gamecocks added three uh, to a good group from twenty nineteen and a really good group from twenty eighteen. Need to continue to you know stack those numbers back there. The, the depth still scares me. Um, and I guess the hope is that, you know, with Hill and Fortune in there already, those guys are ready to claim a spot on the two deep. So South Carolina signs three defensive backs in the class of 2020. Uh, this is J.C. Sherbert from the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. I'll be right back at you with another position breakdown uh, right here on National Signing Day 2020. <laughs>